more local content. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Now, two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. As the intro notes, now a two-hour show thanks to your support, our loyal listeners. And I want to welcome you all to the newly expanded Saturday Morning Coffee. And the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, now two hours in length, coming to you every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. I am Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis & Boyd, Attorneys at Law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in as we help you get your Saturday morning going on the right foot. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee, and join us as we talk about the news, current events, what is happening in our world. Man, there's a lot happening in our world. And all the things that we think you need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, and more freedom. And also, of course, great coffee in no particular order. We do our best here at Saturday Morning Coffee not only to entertain, but to enlighten you and help make you a better citizen of the Republic, which we all need to be. Again, I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney with the firm of Davis & Boyd, one of our sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee, part-time radio host, I'm joined here in the studio by our producer extraordinaire, Glenn Dye. Glenn, good morning. Good morning, Reese. How are you? How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. I've got that Brazilian coffee going got again this Brazilian morning. Got the Brazilian coffee going yes, this morning? Yes, I do. I'm, I'm, uh, that's excellent. I'm, I'm running on Duncan this morning. The, uh, America runs on Duncan. America runs on Duncan. Enjoyed seeing you at Dueling Pianos last night. That was awesome. What a great uh, great event. Great, great little to, time. Great to be associated with such fine people. Oh, that man, actually. I'm know, surprised they let me in the door. The bouncer looked at me a couple of times. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. In. I slipped in yeah, just under the wire. I hear you. Um, but, yeah, we're, uh, we're glad to have you with us. And I uh, want to invite the uh, listeners to join the party as well. You can reach us on the call-in lines at 843-903-2945. That's 843-903-2945. You can text us on the First Choice Heating. Uh, 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 no, no more. No, they're gone. It's now just the WTKN text line. Oh, just the WTKN text yeah. line. I, I, I didn't get the memo. You know, it could be the Reese. Well, anyway, 843-798-8255. Text us on the text line. Yeah, text us text on the text line. line. Hit us up on the text line at 843-798-8255. You can also tweet me on the Reese Boyd Twitter account. That's not sponsored. But if you want to sponsor the Reese Boyd Twitter account, feel free to contact me. The Reese Boyd Twitter account is at Reese Boyd. We'll be uh uh, looking at your tweets carefully. You can also email your comments to the show. That email address is reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. Also had a few of our loyal listeners contact me at the office. Got a couple of interesting calls this week. If there is anything that we can assist you with, uh, you want to talk about the show, you want to talk about a legal issue, we can talk about anything you want to talk about. You reach us at the office during business hours at 843 843- Eight three nine nine eight zero zero. That's the fine folks at Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law. You can reach me there Monday through Friday, usually, 
except when I'm off doing something else. And uh, I got a note this week, speaking of notes, Glenn, from one of our listeners in Merle's Inlet. Tom, thank you for this suggestion, said I need to announce the call-in number more frequently during the show. So we'll try to do that more frequently today. Thank you, Tom. Keep us between the navigational buoys. Try to do our best to keep you guys plugged in with that number so you can dial in and share your comments with us. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, and we love those things because they mean more freedom for you and me and all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, and it starts right here on the local level, so let's get to it. Uh, We do invite you to pour yourself uh, that cup of your favorite coffee and join us as we talk about all the events of the week, bring you up to date. And uh, a lot going on this week. Glenn, what did you, what did you, by the way, what did you say the coffee of the uh, day is? Your Brazilian coffee? Uh, Brazilian from my neighbors. He, uh, he came back from Brazil. Actually, he went over there to have some surgery. Oh, really? It's cheaper, to, and as homeland, you know, it's cheaper to have surgery in Brazil than here. Medical and, tourism. Uh, yeah, medical tourism, exactly. And he, um, he brought me back some great, I know the grind is espresso grind, but yeah. man, it is some kick butt coffee. Good stuff. I need it after yeah. last night. Oh, yeah, you need to wait. Did not get a whole lot of sleep last night. No, so, neither uh, of us did. Uh, we're running on we're running on caffeine this morning, which yeah. is not unusual no, in in, no. Uh, in in my in my world. And uh, and we'll invite you guys to stick around again. We've got the second uh, the second cup hour coming up. Will be a two hour uh, episode today, as uh, that's our new format. And uh, by the way, looking for uh, sponsors for the second cup hour of the Reese Boyd uh, Radio program. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor, had a couple of those inquiries uh, last week as well. If you're interested in a um, opportunity to become a sponsor for the second hour of the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, please give us a call here at the station. You can talk to Bob Keller or you can call me at my office, either one. But uh, you can come here to the station or talk, call the station, talk to Bob. Bob would love to talk to you about that or you can call me at the office. And uh, so let's get to uh, the events of the week. A lot going on. We've got, um, uh, happily, it appears that the, what I would call the national nightmare of the uh, impeachment inquiry, uh, impeachment inquiry has uh, at least come to a pause. I don't think we have seen the end of it, but uh, it's come to a pause. And, of course, we were treated to just riveting television this week riveting television <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't turn out that well for the democrats this week did it i mean did somebody no and you know it's interesting i mean I, my reaction uh and i was trying to follow it uh glenn I had a lot obviously going on many other things going on can't uh, really stop what i'm doing when c-span broadcast right but having said that i was trying to keep it playing in the background and i and I, my reaction for the first couple of days was this is all you got Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is your best shot. You know, it's kind of like being a lawyer. I, mean, I am a lawyer. So I did not just stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> I actually am a lawyer. But it's like you go in, sometimes you go into court and you're, you know, oftentimes represent the defense. And we do a lot. We do work on, we work both sides of the field, but we oftentimes find ourselves representing defendants. And I, sometimes you go into court and sometimes you, you, you see the opening statement and you're like, hmm, this is going to be interesting, mm-hmm. you know. And then they put up a witness or two and I'm like, and then you're like, you're leading with that, you know, that's what you got. That's what you brought. You know, it's kind of like the old adage, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Right. You know, if you're going to, you know, you put up, put it up, baby, put it up. Put up or shut up. I, and, I, and I think what, I think what a lot of people are thinking, I think what Nancy Pelosi is thinking at this moment, I think she's wishing that she had maybe, maybe not shut up, mm-hmm. but maybe, you know, spoken a little bit more softly. Right. 
and I don't think they'll move forward until the report comes out on the ninth. Yeah, you know, I, I think they're going to hold what they've got. Well, I, it is my it is my opinion, and I, there's a piece uh, from the Wall Street Journal that I want to share with our listeners. I'm sure they will enjoy it. There's a, it is my opinion that even with all that was said this week, um, you know, and, and as weak as it was. And think about how much of it was just utter hearsay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I thought about the, the first two or three witnesses and Vindman. I mean, these, these witnesses to me appeared to be Seinfeld characters. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say yeah. that, but they, they, they appeared <laughs> to be, this is my take on it. I, I felt like I was watching a Seinfeld episode. That's a good I, uh, analogy. <laughs> I, I felt like there was the rational me, okay? There's the rational me out there, and there are the witnesses that I expected to see. Right. After all the lead up, all the drama, all the shifty shift, all the piles of shift that we've had to sor- sift through. <laughs> yes, we have. In the weeks leading up to the big reveal, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, it's kind of like Elon Musk uh, popping the windshield. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the big reveal. Here it is, baby. Roll it out. Ro- drum roll. You know, drum roll, please. And that's what they led with. Yeah. That was their leadoff. Are you kidding me? That's where the term scam impeachment comes from. Good <laughs> night. I was like, baby, y'all, y'all need some help. Y'all, y'all need to call Davis and Boyd. Let us tell y'all how to run a hearing. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll get to that. We'll get to that. A um, lot more to come. Stick with us. Enjoy that coffee. Stick with us as we uh, embrace the events of the day, unpack them for you. Uh, I'm Reese Boyd. We'll be right back after this word from our generous sponsors. Stick with us. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Here's John Hennis for Sound Solutions. I was having a hard time staying in a loop with my family. We'd be at the dinner table, we'd be in the living room, and we would just have such a hard time to have a conversation. I would get left out of it. At work, I would be on sales calls and not understand what the client's saying and miss half of the meeting. I realized I had to do something. I had to get back into the game. Going to see Brad, it's amazing. It changes your life immediately. Call Brad at Sound Solutions. Call 843-347-3005. Talk 94.5, the Grand Strand's new conservative voice, starting off right. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Now 6 to 10 weekday mornings. Glenn Beck, Dennis Prager, Ben Shapiro, Eric Harley, and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. The Axelrod Show and Clemson Sports. Conservative insight and opinions. If it's important to you, it's important to us. We are WTKN Talk 94.5. If you're ready, really ready to get back on a bicycle, then let's take it seriously. Hi, it's Mike from Beach Bike Shop in downtown Myrtle Beach. Sure, you can get a bike at a big box store, just don't expect much. If you want to fully experience how much fun cycling will be, then let us show you what we do. Great bike riding starts with the right bike for you. It's adjusted right, it's sized right, and it's fully maintained the right way. And yes, you can. Take it for a test ride. Of course you can. At Beach Bike Shop, we carry the best names around, like Specialized, Santa Cruz, Haro, Feria, and others. From super comfy beach cruisers to serious road and mountain bikes, all we do are bikes. And yes, we do. We'll fix up your bike, too. Is there anything more fun than a shiny new bike? I don't think so. On Broadway at Highway 501, Beach Bike Shop, you're invited. This is Mike at Beach Bike Shop, and we'll see you soon. 
Williams Flooring Carpet One, located in Pauley's Island, is your flooring connection. Locally owned since 1997, offering all types of flooring and more. Carpet, hardwood, tile, waterproof flooring, backsplashes, showers, and healthy living installation for your family. When it comes to flooring in your home or your business, let Williams Flooring Carpet One share their knowledge of flooring with you. And their in-house designers, Robin and Donna, are ready to help you pick the right flooring for your home. Come see their beautiful new showroom in Pauley's Island, right on Ocean Highway. Not only do they offer all the top name brands of carpeting, but they also offer custom-made area rugs. Ask about the Williams Flooring Carpet One guarantee. If for some reason you don't like your new carpet, it can be replaced within 30 days. Why go anywhere else? Williams Flooring Carpet One on Ocean Highway in Pauley's Island. Call for your free estimate, 843-235-0218 or visit WilliamsFlooringCarpet1.com. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another you've been messing around They say you got a boyfriend You're out late at the Yes, they're talking about you, and it's bringing me down. Talking, of course, about our duly elected president. They're talking about him, and it's bringing me down. That's our impeachment inquiry theme, of course, based largely on the mostly, if not exclusively, hearsay testimony of a handful of rather less than stellar witnesses, in my opinion. And uh, very interesting series of events. It is interesting to uh, consider where they go now, if that's all they got, so to speak. Um, we were talking about this before the break. Uh, witnesses lined up early on in, in this, uh, in this uh, impeachment inquiry, having now gone public. Uh, just, to me, not impressive. Welcome back, by the way, to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Thank you for joining us. Here on this newly revised and expanded format, there's uh, now two hours to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. We invite you to uh, join us with your comments on um, uh, what we're talking about right now, the impeachment inquiry, of course, the big event of the week. You can uh, reach us on the call-in line at 843-903-2945. Tom, that's for you, 843-903-2945. Invite you to join the discussion, and it really was astonishing to me what a little bit of, uh, you know, real evidence was brought to the table in the public uh, segment of the uh, of the in- impeachment inquiry. Most of what was said, frankly, would not have held up in court. Most of it was heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. Frankly, you heard a lot from uh, these were not surprising comments. Most, by and large, not surprising. As we've talked about on this show, in the 2016 election cycle, if you analyze the political contributions that were made to the respective campaigns of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump by employees of various federal agencies, most were significantly stilted in favor, surprise, of Hillary Clinton. Interestingly enough, if you look at the 
uh, contributions made by the Department of State, uh, 99% of the contributions made by Department of State employees in the 2016 election cycle went to Hillary Clinton. Hop across the street to DOJ, 95%. That's 95 cents out of every dollar that a Department of Justice, any Department of Injustice, (laughs) Department of Injustice, Injustice. a Freudian slip there, (laughs) that any Department of Justice employee made to a presidential campaign, Donald Trump got a nickel out of every dollar. A nickel. And so we've got this, we're not surprised to see a whole plethora of state apparatchiks, federal bureaucrats, people who are entrenched deep within the deep state, go to Capitol Hill and, and talk about what they, you know, what they don't like about the president and how it's unseemly and how he makes me uncomfortable and this isn't. Uh, it's, it's not surprising. They don't like him. I get that. But not liking somebody and thinking they're a bad president and not thinking that they're your president, none of that is grounds for impeachment. None of it. And so I haven't seen anything that rises to the level. There are varying opinions of the phone call. I think ultimately, you know, I was thinking about this this week, Lane. What this comes down to to me, I, I, you know, to the extent that there's a chink in the armor, and I even hesitate to say this, to the extent there's a chink in the armor, I think it might be Mr. Giuliani. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure if... Maybe uh, Giuliani running around didn't perhaps say some things he shouldn't mm-hmm. have said. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there might be some others on the team. But, you know, the reason you have, you know, pre- this is not the first time a president has had a kitchen cabinet. You know, this is not historically unprecedented. Presidents routinely rely on personal advisors who are outside the normal process. John F. Kennedy relied on his brother. He made his brother a attorney general. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not this is not Donald Trump has done nothing out of the ordinary in relying on people like Rudy Giuliani. He may not have made the best choice. Right. But the fact that he picked people outside of the political realm is merely reflective of the campaign that he ran. Mm-hmm. He was running against the deep state. And so what it really amounts to, what all this amounts to, I shared this with a friend of mine on Facebook uh, this week. What this amounts to is the apparatchiks, the state level, the bureaucrats within the deep state, the people who really, frankly, are accustomed to running the government. They were going to support Trump as long as he did no more and no less than what they recommended. So as long as Donald Trump was going to take the recommendations of the Department of State and we can analyze that batting average at a later date. But as long as he was going to take that recommendation and act on it verbatim, as long as he was going to be Mr. Nice Guy and do what most other presidents do, which is put a rubber stamp on the recommendation from the apparatchiks at the Department of State in relation to Ukraine or uh, Burisma or anything else, he was going to... But that's not what Donald Trump does. That's not his style. And he came to the table... He came to the Oval Office saying, we've been cutting awful deals. We've been getting creamed. China's been creaming us on trade policy. And guess what? He was right. And that's why he was elected. So we know there was going to be tension between government and uh, our, our existing government, the deep state, as we have come to call it, and the, and the Trump presidency. That was a foregone conclusion. Y'all, he, his slogan was drain the swamp. Wake up.
None of this is a surprise. The fact that they can parade out half a dozen bureaucrats and the people that they paraded out. I mean, look at this guy. I mean, I tell you, they look like Seinfeld characters to me. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Colonel, do not call me Mr. You will address me as Lieutenant Colonel. And I get that he's a veteran, and I certainly don't want to make light of that. But look at the information that is coming to light about this guy. Vindman, who is of Ukrainian extraction, mm-hmm. uh, with Ukrainian and Russian ties, previously served, and I didn't even realize this until this week. I started looking this guy up. Previously served as a source for the Ukrainian government inside the White House. He's been an advisor to the Ukrainian government. He was offered a big job with the Ukrainian government as well that he said he turned down. And so this guy is sitting on Capitol Hill. He's the star witness against the president based on a hearsay interpretation of his his knowledge, not directly received, uh, related to a phone call that he felt was improper. He's been a source for the Ukrainian government. My feelings were, that's what this was all about, feelings and um, I, you know, quite honestly, um, that you were talking about draining the swamp. I really wish that we would talk about term limits. Um, oh yeah, because that would help a lot of our problems. These, yeah, these life. We talked about that last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think term limit. Now, you know, term limits are an idea that every politician will say, "Oh yes, I support term limits." But when you actually come, for some reason, strange reason. Every politician runs saying, oh, yeah, I support term limits, but term limits never get enacted. Right. The only way we're ever going to have term limits, y'all, is if y'all get a written commitment from every candidate to support, endorse, in, uh, introduce, and to advocate for all of those things. Uh, advocate for term limits. And until we elect those people, fill the legislatures, fill the General Assemblies, uh, fill the Congress with those people, we're never going to have term limits. Um Interestingly enough, before, uh, back to Vindman briefly, before uh, Vindman, I keep mispronouncing his name, he reminds me of Newman from Seinfeld. (laughs) Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. Hello, Vindman. Um, Excuse me, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. Hello, Vindman. Immigrated from the Ukraine along with his family when he was a child. By the way, he he is fluent in Ukrainian and Russian. Ukrainian officials sought advice from him about how to deal with Giuliani. Uh, before uh, so I said before, because uh, so they're basically this is in the New York Times, by the way, reporting that Ukraine sought Vinman's advice in connection with the operation, for lack of a better word, of Giuliani and how they should deal with him because he speaks Ukrainian. He's an advisor to the do you know how many people in Washington probably speak Ukrainian? How did they wind up with this guy? I mean, it's unbelievable. And this article that I'm reading here, which quotes the Times, says, We need to know, we need more information about Vindman, his relationship to the Ukrainian government, and whatever advice he previously offered the Ukrainian government. What? You think? (laughs) You think? And these are the star witnesses. It's crazy, y'all. Unbelievable. So that's uh, that's the impeachment inquiry. We'll see. We'll... uh, we'll, uh, just see where it goes. A few final thoughts on that, and we've got some other stuff to cover with you. But uh, stick with us. We'll come back after these words from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Text 
us. 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, this is Amy. We are Applewood House of Pancakes. Hi, guys. It's Lacey from Applewood House of Pancakes. What I love best about Applewood is how our staff likes to cater to our customers and make sure that our customers are happy. Service is one of the key points that we look at. As of right now, we do have our pumpkin pancakes back in stock for season, which is great. We do an excellent breakfast bar. Everybody actually enjoys a breakfast bar when they come in. It includes a little bit of everything on our breakfast menu. Bacon, sausage, scrambled eggs, peach cobbler or bread pudding, biscuits, egg strudel, sausage gravy, corned beef hash, a lot of southern favorites on there. It has an omelet station where you can create your own, and it also comes with a table loaded with fresh fruit, yogurt, pastries. And again, my name is Lacey, and we look forward to seeing you stopping in at Applewood. Applewood is located 14361 Ocean Highway at Litchfield Beach. We're directly across from the Hanser House Restaurant. Our hours are 6.30 to 2.30, seven days a week. This is Amy, and I hope you'll come join us at Applewood House of Pancakes and be a part of our family. Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents is your best of the Grand Strand Furniture, Mattress, and Design Center store. And this November, you'll experience the best when you shop with our buy one, get one half off sales special. Logo your living room, dining room, and bedrooms, and specials on lamps, pictures, and accessories with seasonal savings of 40% off. Hurry in, this BOGO sales event won't last long. It ends November 30th. Seaside is located in the heart of North Myrtle Beach at 527 Highway 17 North. Call 843-491-5710. Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. We love our customers. Research shows that it's crucial for kids to learn to read by the end of third grade because reading to learn is essential in all subjects from fourth grade on. So it should come as no surprise that kids who can't read well by the end of third grade are four times more likely to drop out of high school. As parents, we need to walk with our kids along this learning pathway. Check out screads.org for additional tips on how to keep your child on track. Help them read to succeed. Sponsored by SC Reads, SCBA, and this station. Hey, it's Tony Zach with Mr. Sparky. It's never too late to get your whole home generator installed, and here's a really big incentive to get you started. From now till the end of the year, when you install a Briggs & Stratton generator from Mr. Sparky, I'm adding a $200 gift card and a big surge suppressor for the whole system. It's a $700 value. Briggs & Stratton, the leader in home generators, and Mr. Sparky, your home generator experts. So call now or get online to get started. That's Mr. Sparky, Myrtle Beach, SC.com. Again, Mr. Sparky, Myrtle Beach, SC.com. So here's that deal again. Good through December 31st. Install your whole home generator and you'll get a $200 gift card and a big surge suppressor for the system. That's a $700 value. Only from Briggs and Stratton and Mr. Sparky. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. It's 7.33 a.m. on this fine Saturday along the Grand Strand. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. I am your host, 
been talking about the impeachment inquiry and a few more items I wanted to share with you all about my thoughts on the topic. We didn't talk about this any last week, by the way. I was, for the most part, was really sort of tired of hearing and talking about the whole thing. But the the agony that has been the impeachment inquiry hearings appears to have uh, reached a, a, at least a momentary conclusion. I thought it was good, good opportunity to reflect with with you guys on uh, on where we are and and where we where it looks like we're going from here. I'm not sure anybody really knows for sure, but there's uh, you know a lot to be uh, remain cognizant of as we as we go through this process. You know the uh, the whole episode involving the uh, whistleblower, the quote-unquote whistleblower. By the way, the uh, inspector general disclosed that the whistleblower had a professional tie uh, to a 2020 Democratic candidate. Did we, did we talk about that? <laughs> the whistleblower, Eric Ciaramello. By the way, we, 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 won't, we won't go back to our joke. We don't have time for it, but uh, we, we got a great joke on the Eric Ciaramello front. I'll share that with you later. But the uh, uh, later disclosed um, that Mr. Sierra Mello, CIA whistleblower, uh, had a professional tie to Joe Biden. Isn't it remarkable how the web the web is spun here? Yes, it is. And the uh, in response, the whistleblower's lawyers and one of the most astonishing things was the whole exchange this week where uh, Shifty Schiff was talking about, oh, we cannot divulge the identity of the whistleblower. And he doesn't even know who the whistleblower mm-hmm. is. Adam Schiff? Yeah. Eric, yeah, he has no idea. Eric Sierra Mello, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> whom he has met with, by the way, who he met uh, with before the thing was filed. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, one of the things that happened this week, we were in, uh, we were, I was having a conversation with another lawyer and a judge, and we were talking about uh, lawyers that are, there are lawyers that are a pleasure to do business with. There are lawyers uh, that I can walk into the courtroom and we can have a, feisty hearing we can have a feisty argument we can be very vocal very animated on behalf of our clients and we can walk out and and we can give it to the judge or the judge can rule and we can walk out of the courtroom and shake hands go have a coffee go grab whatever grab a beer and it's like hey you know and and those are the kind of lawyers that i love i love there are lawyers that just everything is like water on a duck's back you know and then there are lawyers that just get into the courtroom and they just get it's personal, you know, and they get, you know, and they get just it, it's it, it, it's not the way it's supposed to be. If I had to litigate a case with Adam Schiff, <laughs> if he was on the other side of the courtroom, oh, my goodness, our friend, the sheriff, Sheriff Thompson mm-hmm. would be escorting me down to the holding room in the basement because uh, of the courthouse, because I'm sure there would be uh, there would be a brouhaha in the courtroom. There would be fisticuffs. I mean, the guy is just so unbelievably annoying. I mean. <laughs> that and um really full of himself like you know he's driving the oh, bus by the way do we have our do we have our do we have our little soundbite from the potus we do um which one would you which one would you like first the sick puppy <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought our, our president's response to uh shift this week was just classic uh it, you know it's so funny uh trump is so subtle you know trump is so subtle he's uh when they were asking him about uh Schiff's uh, concluding concluding remarks and his accusations from the hearing, and uh, Trump says, "Oh, he's a sick puppy. <laughs> he's a he's a very sick puppy." And uh, I thought that was just classic classic Trump classic Trump. But the uh, the comments that he had at the um, if you can pull if you if you have either one of those, Glenn, I don't know. 
I did have them. I'm actually looking for them now. We've got a lot going on on this computer right, today. No big deal. Give me we'll, just a minute. Yeah, we'll, we may come back to that. But the interesting thing, uh, now that we have uh, heard from the whistleblower's lawyers who said he is a career CIA analyst who was detailed to the National Security Council at the White House and has since left, Eric Sierra Mello. Uh, the anonymous whistleblower, Eric Sierra Mello, although he never heard the Trump-Zelensky phone call and had only hearsay knowledge, filed a nine-page complaint accusing Trump of abusing his position by asking President Zelensky to have Ukraine open invest- an investigation into Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, who had taken an 80 dollars a month consulting job with Ukraine energy company Burisma. Biden is on videotape, by the way, bragging that he threatened to withhold more than $1 billion billion with a b more than one billion and he's this is on tape y'all you can we don't i've got the that's somewhere on your desktop over there somewhere glenn Mm -hmm. billion with a b threatening to withhold more than one billion in u.s aid to ukraine unless the ukrainian prosecutor then in charge of investigating burisma victor shokin was fired shokin (laughs) surprise was fired and the investigation was abandoned and there's video of Biden, we've got it. We've got the audio. He's bragging about the fact that he got the SOB fired. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And so, what you got? You got our. You got our. Oh yeah, I love this one. It's only like four seconds. Yeah. He's a sick puppy. He's so sick. <laughs> Let's hear that again. He's a sick puppy. He's so sick. He's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's our president. That's our president. I, I mean, I, sometimes I wish he would tone it down a little bit, but sometimes I'm like, man, I just love the guy. I just love the guy. He's a sick puppy. He's a sick puppy. You know, if George Herbert Walker Bush ever used the term sick puppy, he would be talking about the presidential dog. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. is a very different approach to things. There but, sure is. Times have changed yeah, quite a bit. Times have changed. He's a sick puppy. Mm. He's sick. Mm. But um, it's just unbelievable that we are where we are, and it is uh, very sad. And what I don't think, um, what I don't think people appreciate, and what I know the Democrats don't appreciate, is the damage that all of this is doing to the national fabric. This mm-hmm. is very serious. It is. This is very serious. Um, you know, I've said this before. We, you know, we had these organizations like USAID and various organizations that would go over to developing countries in the third world. And we would set up versions of our government. We would give them a Supreme Court. We would say, hey, this is how it works. You have a representative legislature. We call it a Congress. You have a chief executive. We call him president. He lives in a mansion. You don't have to call it the White House. Call it whatever you want to call it. But we have a president. We have a Congress. We elect these people. We have a Supreme Court. They get to decide disputes between, you know, the, uh, whether a law is valid or not under your Constitution. We give them a copy of our Constitution. And surprise, surprise, generally had trouble making those things stick. They didn't work. Why mm-hmm. did they not work? It's not the paper. Y'all, it's not the it's not the fact that we have a Congress. It's not the fact that we have a president. It is, but it isn't. What it really rests on, everything, the social contract, the fact that democracy works, the fact that it has protected our freedom, the fact that it has saved the freedom of the world over the last 200 years on multiple occasions, all of that rests on the respect that we all have for the institutions. And when we destroy that respect, we are in extremely dangerous territory. We are in extremely dangerous territory. And that's what I, that, I mean, on one level, it's, it's some sort of sick entertainment. 
but it is also extremely dangerous and the, expensive what the democrats are doing yes it's counterproductive i mean, I mean 33 million with the Mueller report now this and what have we gotten done in the past few weeks in th- congress think about yeah think about all the things that congress could be doing yeah if if, if we all weren't distracted by this nonsensical uh impeachment proceeding yeah the uh this article that I was quoting um, after we talk about the Biden videotape, which has everything that they allege Trump did in spades on video. And, uh, and and not only the fact that there was a quid pro quo, but Biden bragging about the fact that he was successful in, in berating the guy and getting and getting not only the, the prosecutor fired, but the investigation suspended. Yeah. It's unbelievable. A whistleblower complaint, which is obviously written by a lawyer or a team of lawyers, was filed only after federal regulations previously requiring a whistleblower to have first-hand knowledge were amended to eliminate that requirement. And, significantly, after the whistleblower reached out to Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, the same guy who has said he never know that he didn't know who the guy is. This is insanity. This is the definition of insanity. Well, and and to, and to see such a high figure lie on a regular basis i mean okay we we've seen other people lie but uh shift is uh shifty shift i he is an unrepentant yep unbelievable pathetic pathological liar he is the biggest liar inside the beltway and that is whoo that's saying something yeah and remember, every time I, every time we say shift, you got to get, you got to get the Trump thing rolling. <laughs> I'd be happy. To He's do a sick that. puppy. He's a sick puppy. <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. It's unbelievable. Shift, who apparently collaborated with Trump's accuser and read a fictitious version of the Trump Zelensky phone call into the congressional record, is the guy in charge of all this. Mm-hmm. He's the guy in charge of all this. You got his closing remarks. He's a sick puppy. He's a sick puppy. It's unbelievable. I do. I, you know, do. I don't even want to play. I don't want to. I don't even want to hear his voice. Okay. I, I do, well, yeah. I don't even want to hear his voice. We're getting ready to go to break anyway. His so. voice just grates on me. It's like <laughs> it's like fingers on a chalkboard. We'll let you think about it over the break. All right. We ready? Are we ready for a break? We are about ready for the break. But folks, please call us at eight four three nine zero three twenty nine forty five or text us on the text line, the ninety four point five text line at eight four three seven nine eight eighty two fifty five. We'd love to hear your comments. We would, and we want you to be involved. So we'd. Uh, we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Stick around. We'll be right back. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Crepe Creation Cafe in the Market Common is famous for its crepes. But now they're more than crepes. They have steaks, chicken cordon bleu, salmon, and more. They have the best happy hour in town every night from 4 to 7. Crepe Creation Cafe, open at 8 a.m. every day for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and don't forget happy hour. Enjoy delicious martinis and an exquisite menu. All the recipes are so unique and all the ingredients are fresh. Crepe Creation Cafe on DeVille Street in the Market Common. At Conway Medical Center, we are branching out to serve the ever-growing healthcare needs of our community. As we continue to build upon the roots we planted deep here nearly a century ago, we're excited about expansions and additions we'll bring to the area over the next few years. The outstanding medical care you've come to know and trust will now be made even better with new locations and services. Conway Medical Center, standing on the past as we grow into the future. We're there when 
folks. Verlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. It's a great time to turn to the experts and upgrade your heat pump system with a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Carrier's Cool Cash program provides a rebate for as much as $1,500. And with Sandy Cooper's $1,100 rebate, you get a total savings of up to $2,600 towards the purchase of a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Call us or write us now to get the details. All of our comfort specialists are certified to do proper load calculations and airflow diagnostics. Experience a no-hassle, low-pressure, options-based way of discovering your comfort choices and learn why Carolina Cool is the only certified Energy Star contractor on the beach. Make sure your home is comfort-ready for the upcoming fall and winter seasons. Now that's cool. Carolina Cool, that's cool. Do you want to increase your property value while creating a beautiful, functional space for your family to enjoy? Now's the time to contact Palmettoscapes Landscape Supply at 843-455-9049. They have you covered from fire pits, outdoor kitchens and grills, to fireplaces, brick pizza ovens, and landscape lighting. They also carry irrigation and drainage solutions, as well as decorative ground covers, too. Stop by and talk with their knowledgeable staff and let them create your dream outdoor living space. They have several displays on site, plus a large inventory on site for those quick weekend projects. Palmettoscape's Landscape Supply will also refer you to a reputable contractor to ensure your complete satisfaction. Call Palmettoscape's Landscape Supply today at 843-455-9049 or visit them at 2819 Highway 17 South in North Myrtle Beach or online at palmettoscapeslandscapesupply.com. Hey, this is Caleb Wiggins with Palmettoscape's Landscape Supply. We'll see you around the yard. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we can walk it out. We gon' walk it out and move on dance. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. We'll rise up. Rise up. Time to get your Saturday morning going. If you have not been listening, welcome back to Reese, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee. If you're just tuning in, you can stick around for the upcoming second cup hour of the Reese Boyd Radio Hour beginning at 9 a.m. Stick around for the second hour if you're listening. We have a special guest in the studio, Scott Johnson. will be in uh, into the uh, 8 o'clock hour to talk with us a little bit about one of uh, his ministries, the True North Ministry, which I can tell you is going to be a good story. Uh, you'll enjoy hearing from Scott, great American. And uh, we'll have that next hour, so stick with us. Talking about the impeachment inquiry this morning, just trying to um, bring some closure to this uh, insanity, this national insanity that has been the impeachment inquiry and the unbelievable and uh, unbelievably unimpressive uh, showing that the Democrats have had and how they've tried to sculpt something out of nothing. Interesting piece written, um, very interesting piece uh, written in, in the Epoch Times. Uh, by Peter Sfab, talking about a new work by an investigative journalist on the that sort of goes back to the beginnings of the Russia probe, uh, 
advising, the, really very making a comparison to Watergate. It's quite compelling. Investigative journalist Lee Smith says the story of the origins of the FBI investigation into the Trump campaign AIDS can be likened unto Watergate in the sense that it was a break-in, an electronic break-in, to rummage through the campaign's communications. Essentially, that's what G. Gordon Liddy did at the Watergate Hotel, broke into the, broke into the hotel to break into the DNC offices. That's where it all began. That's where Watergate started. If you think about it in terms of Watergate, it's easy to understand, he told the Times. Senior editor, uh, Jan whoever, on November 4, uh, it was an electronic break-in the Clinton campaign wanted to find an October surprise to dump on Donald Trump. Smith, a senior fellow fellow at the conservative Hudson Institute, recently released a book, The Plot Against the President, in which he lays out an argument that the presidential campaign of former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton had the FBI probe the campaign of her opponent, Donald Trump, for damaging information. I think we all know that. I think we all know that at this point. And it's just waiting. I'm, I'm just we know the truth. I'm waiting for it to come to light. I'm waiting for everybody else to catch up with what I what I really think we know. He further argues in the book that the Obama administration ran an operation targeting Trump possibly since late 2015, long before the FBI has officially acknowledged opening its counterintelligence probe on July 31, 2016. After the election, he suggests in, in, the, in the book, the operation switched gears and has since focused on undoing the election result. You know, I do believe when all of this is said and done and the history books are finally written, if there ever is such a time, but when the definitive truth, if we can get to it, is known, I think all of this will be revealed. And I say all of this, the, the Mueller campaign, uh, the, the Mueller investigation, the Mueller report, Crossfire Hurricane, the uh, whistleblower, all of this are just varying shades of gray on a one continuous spectrum. And I think all of this will be revealed ultimately as an effort by Hillary Rodham Clinton, by the DNC, by the FBI, by the CIA, by some people at the DOJ uh, to unseat a duly elected president. And I don't think there is no there is no historical antecedent for this. We are in uncharted water. It is extremely dangerous, but we have to keep digging. We have to know what happened and we have to hold those people to account. And some of it, frankly, is very I mean, this is, in my opinion, the most serious breach of the constitutional protections of the democratic process of the rule of law that we have ever experienced in our 200 and something year history. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I hope that this will, uh, that nobody will stop. I hope that Trump and his team will not stop. I hope that none of us will allow them to stop. We will not stop asking questions until the, the truth is out there. And I believe that we've already mentioned in December 9, there's anticipated to be some additional revelations from the Inspector General Horowitz and some additional potential uh, releases from the DOJ, perhaps uh, William Barr and the Durham report. We'll see exactly what happens when uh, or what is released when. But I'm hoping that that will reveal um, what we're hoping that that's going to go a long way toward revealing how all of this uh, really began and how all of it has been suspect from the start. 
Uh, interesting item in this piece, Michael Flynn, uh, of course, one of the few people who've actually been indicted for procedural matters related to all this, uh, specified um, that uh, this, this story pieces together the, the relationship between Flynn and the intelligence community. Uh, and this, again, going back to a book uh, that's being written by journalist Lee Smith, investigative journalist, called, uh, what did he call it? Uh, dun, dun, dun. Effort to unseat a well, I didn't highlight it. It's in here somewhere, but it's uh, uh, the um, effort to unseat the president. This is a book he's written about uh, the effort to unseat Donald Trump. It was a major part of the anti-Trump operation, according to Smith, to paint Flynn, Michael Flynn, an honorable three-decade Army veteran and former head of the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, as compromised by Russia. And that's interesting to me. Because, you know, when the DNC, when Hillary Clinton wanted to, wanted to, uh, when Tulsi Gabbard stopped playing by the rules and stopped being a good little girl, what did they do? Hillary Clinton released a piece saying she's a, she's a Russian asset. This is insanity. <laughs> a decorated veteran who's running for president yeah. is, is publicly outed by Hillary Rodham Clinton as a Russian asset. That is, you know, in case y'all hadn't noticed, that is a term of art. That is a term of art in the in the trade. That means she's a spy. That means she is working for the Russian government. This is like movie stuff. This is Manchurian Candidate. Hillary Clinton has said Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian spy. That seems to be their go-to. If they don't like somebody, they out you as a Russian spy. <laughs> and funny. How that's exactly what they did to Michael Flynn. Now, they, they did indict Flynn on uh, Flynn was uh, charged with lying to the investigators, obstructing justice. But that's procedural. It does not. It isn't what for what he was doing for Trump. It's the way he responded to the investigation, which is how all these folks have gotten in trouble, not for what they did for Trump, not the substantive investigative matters, but how they responded to the investigation. Procedural concerns. General Flynn wanted to find out. This article continues what the intelligence community was doing. I mean, don't you think it's a good idea that Mm -hmm. somebody, the guy who runs defense intelligence, wanted to figure out what the intelligence community was doing? Again, there's a theme here. It's a constant theme. It never goes away. It's the tension between your elected leadership and their appointed team and the deep state, the people within the CIA who think, frankly, they're above the law. And uh, so this article makes some interesting points. Pieces that Flynn was one of the Trump aides targeted and probed by the FBI, and they did it because he was asking questions. He was asking hard questions about what the intelligence community had been up to. So it's fascinating, y'all. Interestingly enough, uh, there's another interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal. Nobody debates Democratic how the Democratic House can produce the 218 votes for impeachment. It probably doesn't matter what the charges are. This is uh, Holman Jenkins writing in the Wall Street Journal this week. Probably doesn't matter, according to Jenkins, what the what the charges are. And he's absolutely right. Quid pro quo has become the expression of the day. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. But it doesn't follow. The Constitution and the voters both give the president broad leeway to make foreign policy. For this reason, it is hard to delegitimize the Trump presidency because he doesn't care as much about a given Ukrainian government's struggles as some of his State Department officials do. Basically saying the whole thing is a construct. 
And uh, it's uh, interesting to note that, yes, uh, in my opinion, they will have the votes. I don't think there will be a single senator that votes for this when it gets to the Senate. No. And in the meantime, they're doing uh, really lasting damage to, uh, to, the, um, you know, to the country. And we're going we're gonna to pay a price for that downstream. And so uh, we need to be aware of that. And we need to uh, stand up and not allow this thing to be dropped. We need to pursue it until the truth of how all this began is outed. And none of us need to give up or drop it until we have that information. So stick with us. We'll be right back after the break. These words from our sponsors in the news. Stick with us. We'll stay, stay with us for the second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. We'll be right back. It's on Toyota-thon at Sparks Toyota. And it means best of the year savings like this. Lease the new 2020 Corolla for just $179 a month. Lease the 2019 Highlander LE just $229 a month. The new 2020 Toyota Camry LE, well, it can be yours for a lease of $239 a month. There are deals all over the lot at Sparks Toyota. And how about this? 11, count them, 11 models come with holiday bonus cash up to 1000 bucks, as well as 0% interest for 60 months. You got it. That's how Toyotathon gives you the best deals of the year. And it's on right now at Sparks Toyota. Every new vehicle at Sparks comes with a Sparks Lifetime Limited Powertrain Warranty. Sparks Toyota on Highway 501 across from Carolina Forest, where the dealer is always in. The new conservative alternative. This is 94.5 WTKN. After two weeks of public impeachment hearing. I think we had a uh, tremendous week with the hoax, you know, the great hoax. The, they call it the impeachment hoax. And that's really worked out uh, incredibly well. And we have tremendous support. Meantime, the president says he directed personal attorney Rudy Giuliani to work on Ukraine policy because he has a reputation as a crime fighter. Here's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Giuliani is not an official member of the Trump administration, but the president tasked him to shape U.S. policy toward Ukraine. During impeachment hearings, several diplomats expressed concerns about the work of the former New York City mayor. But President Trump defends using Giuliani. He tells Fox and Friends that Ukraine was corrupt and Giuliani is one of the greatest crime fighters. Greg Clugston, the White House. Attorney General William Barr has announced a national plan to address cases of missing and slain indigenous people as concerns mount over the level of violence they face. Barr made the announcement on Friday about the Michigan Murdered Indigenous Persons Initiative on the Flathead Indian Reservation in Montana. Kentucky Democratic Governor-elect Andy Beshear said on Friday he won in that red state by putting some distance between himself and the national political dialogue. I believe that the, the people of Kentucky and, and, and in other parts of the United States are desperate for someone that's focused on them and, and not the 24-hour the uh, cable news cycle that, that continues in, in Washington, D.C. Beshear narrowly defeated Republican incumbent Matt Bevan in a closely watched race. Oil prices were down in international trading on Friday off 81 pennies a barrel on the NYMEX to $57.77 uh, $57. a barrel. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 109 points. It closed a week at 27875 More on these stories at townhall.com.
Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Amazon is pulling some skin lightening products that may pose a health danger. Here's correspondent Mike Rossi. Amazon has stopped selling more than a dozen skin lightening products because they contain dangerous levels of mercury. Minnesota Public Radio reports two groups, the Beauty Well Project and the Minnesota State Branch of the Sierra Club, delivered a petition Wednesday with over 23,000 signatures to Amazon's fulfillment center in Shakopee, Minnesota. The Beauty Well Project has been warning women about the dangers of creams intended to lighten their skin for about eight years. Skin lightening creams have remained popular among some communities of color despite concerns about mercury. I'm Mike Gracia. Elon Musk is taking on the workhorse heavy pickup truck market with his latest electric vehicle. Musk said on a California stage on Thursday that the cyber truck, an electric pickup truck, will be in production in 2021. Breaking news and analysis at townhome.com. A court in England has sentenced two metal detectorists to lengthy jail term for stealing a Viking hoard of some 300 coins they found in a field. When detectorists George Powell and Leighton Davies made their discovery in a Herefordshire field in June 2015, they failed to notify the authorities. The hoard of jewellery and coins was probably looted from the monastery in Lempster, very close to where it was buried by the Viking Great Army in either 878 or 879. If it had been properly reported, the men would have been entitled to half of its value, with the landowner getting the other half. Hundreds of Anglo-Saxon coins dating back to the reign of Alfred the Great are still missing. And that is BBC correspondent Phil Mackey reporting. A former CIA case agent has been sentenced to 19 years in prison for an espionage conspiracy with China. The sentence imposed on Friday against 55-year-old Jerry Chodnishing Lee. More of these stories from townhall.com. If you're ready, really ready to get back on a bicycle, then let's take it seriously. Hi, it's Mike from Beach Bike Shop in downtown Myrtle Beach. Sure, you can get a bike at a big box store, just don't expect much. If you want to fully experience how much fun cycling will be, then let us show you what we do. Great bike riding starts with the right bike for you. It's adjusted right, it's sized right, and it's fully maintained the right way. And yes, you can. Take it for a test ride. Of course you can. At Beach Bike Shop, we carry the best names around, like Specialized, Santa Cruz, Aro, Beria, and others. From super comfy beach cruisers to serious road and mountain bikes, all we do are bikes. And yes, we do. We'll fix up your bike, too. Is there anything more fun than a shiny new bike? I don't think so. On Broadway at Highway 501, Beach Bike Shop, you're invited. 
This is Mike at Beach Bike Shop, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Can keep my hands to myself. Think I just tomorrow, put a Mac up on the shelf. And kiss my little baby girl as a lead. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, 8.06 a.m. on your Saturday morning here on the Grand Strand. Welcome to the second cup hour of the Reese Boyd Radio program, Saturday Morning Coffee. Man, the show feels better at two hours, doesn't it? Uh, it does, and I, you know, I don't have a second cup. I have... One big cup. I got <laughs> it. I, lasts me two hours. I'm going to have to bring a second cup next week. <laughs> I literally just topped off the first. Um, it's uh, it's uh, very, you know, the whole show started. We were uh, when I first talked to John about starting the show, and we were coming up with ideas. When I lived in D.C., uh, it was a Saturday morning tradition for me and a few of my friends. We would take the stack of newspapers that always piles up, right, and run across the street to the coffee shop. Sit around the table, talk about the news, talk about what was going on, and talk about politics. Have a good cup of coffee. That was kind of the Saturday morning thing. and But that's a relaxed flow. You know, mm-hmm. that's a relaxed conversation. We want this mm-hmm. show to be relaxed. We want it to have a nice pace, nice flow. And uh, we, weren't really, uh, we weren't really getting the uh, coffee house ethos. Right. We were when, rushed. When we, when we only had an hour. Yeah, because you had so much to cover. You yeah, always had so leftover content. And so, uh, anyway, it feels much better. We got some, uh, we got some breathing room at two hours, and, exactly. and if you guys will keep tuning in and letting the station know we're doing the right thing, then we'll uh, we'll stick with it. I uh, got a nice text from one of our listeners, Susan B. Uh, Reese, your explanations of this impeachment debacle and the associated investigations are so clear and valuable to me. Both sides of the media are more interested in entertainment than clear facts. Thank you. I listen every Saturday. Thank you, Susan. We appreciate that hmm. so much. Uh, getting uh, some good feedback uh, from uh, from that and from the uh, move to two hours. So thank you all for texting in with us and offering those kind comments. Uh, interestingly enough, Glenn, another development which really didn't get a lot of attention was the uh, – POTUS debates, the dim POTUS debates. They got nothing. I mean, I mean there were like what five people listening. <laughs> I you, it was it was ridiculously boring. It was unbelievable. The, the only thing that would have made it better is if they all didn't have a mouth. It was painful. Uh, it was it painful. Was. I started to have. I wanted to have some clips because it was. I wanted to illustrate the painfulness of it. Yeah. But just listening to the clips was painful. I mean, <laughs> and I'm like, no. I mean, there's probably more. There's probably more people listening to this radio program than watch the debate. Yeah. It was that bad. It yeah. was just awful. The interesting thing, though, is how I was more fascinated in what they did not talk about. And what they did talk about was, you know, I've said all along, if we could have a channel, if we could preempt every broadcast on every channel and just broadcast nonstop Mm -hmm. political debate between these these Democratic candidates, Trump would be a shoe in. These these people are so far (laughs) out of step. They are so far. They don't. I don't know what reality they live in, but it is not ours. It's not the America that we know, and it doesn't have the votes to elect any of them. In my well, I think the scam impeachment has um, um, shooed him in anyway. I mean, I, I think uh, Americans are disappointed. Yeah, um, we oh, are spending a ton of money that's not getting anything accomplished. Uh, witch hunt after witch hunt. 
Um, we got to be close to 50 million at least uh, between Mueller and, and this. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's more, I mean, it is the money, but it's also the national attention. And, yeah. and, and you cannot even calculate, we cannot even calculate the damage. Again, I want to say this again. I want to keep saying this until we all get it and, and know it. We cannot overestimate the damage that these Democrats and the people who are pushing this agenda this agenda to get rid of the president by any by any means, I call it lawfare. It is unrelenting, and they they had rather destroy the country if that's what it takes to destroy Trump than to exist in a world where Donald Trump is president. That is the definition. That is the clinical definition of Trump derangement syndrome, and that's what these people have. And nobody's ever come to town like Trump who has shaken things up like Trump did. Now, Trump's not perfect, and I'm not here to tell you he is. As I say many times, there was one perfect man. They nailed him to a tree. Trump is not perfect, but we are never going to find a perfect president. And so we need to quit expecting Trump to be perfect. He's not perfect, but he is a darn good president under these circumstances. I've come to the conclusion he's the perfect man for this time. Right. What other what other candidate could right. have? We, we clearly have exactly what trump said we had we have a swamp we have a deep state that thinks that it runs the country and he is determined to break that stranglehold interesting to me about the debate was what was not said we just got through talking about hunter biden and how hunter biden was getting at least at least what we know about eighty three thousand dollars a month from a ukrainian oil and gas company for all his experience in the oil and gas industry which was exactly zero Zero. (laughs) dad papa joe had literally bragged on TV that he uh, got an investigator fired, got the investigation stopped because he held up $1 billion of your money, kept it from Ukraine until they stopped the investigation, fired the investigator. All of that is documented. That's what we know. And not, not one moderator at that debate. Nobody asked a single question, not one that I've heard or saw. About Joe Biden. Right. Nobody asked about Burisma. Nobody asked Papa Joe about the phone call, about the b- 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 billion. Nobody asked him. Why? Any of those Democratic candidates could have revealed Joe Biden to be what he is. Mm-hmm. So to me, that says the fix is in. Somebody, I, I'm assuming it's the DNC, somebody has said, no, we're not going to ask Joe about that. So it, it has to be somebody who has power over these guys. Yeah. And the only thing I can extrapolate is it's the DNC. They control the money. They control the money, much of the money that flows to these candidates. They control who gets cooperation, who gets airtime, who gets attention. And they've said, no, nope, you're not going to do that. And you see what happens when you rock the boat, 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 rock the bolt, uh, boat, as Tulsi Gabbard started to do. And she was outed as a Russian agent, you know? Yeah. So interestingly enough, uh, Elizabeth Warren has gone full-scale socialist. She's uh, telling the world that we need, uh, we need to have reparations. We need, to make up for, uh, we need to make up for slavery. We need to make up for Jim Crow. She says the U.S. government was evil. It's interesting and ironic to me that the same government that was evil for so many decades, by her estimation, is now going to fix the problem because she's the president. That's interesting. Also noteworthy on the Elizabeth Warren front is she's facing fresh criticism over her recently unveiled 52 trillion trillion Medicaid for all plan after claiming that only billionaires will pay increased taxes, even though that multiple 
the number of billionaires that could be taxed that would raise funds, actually, what the funds that could actually be raised by taxing billionaires constitute 4.6%, 4.6% out of the $52 trillion projected cost. That's the same nickel out of every dollar that Donald Trump got from political contributions from the DOJ. So when she tells you that the billionaires are going to pay for it, yeah, they'll pay for it. They're going to pay for a nickel out of every dollar. How you like that? Guess who's going to pay for 95 cent out of every dollar? You. We. You're going to pay for it. Your children are going to pay for it. Your grandchildren are going to pay for it. So, uh, again, the Democratic strategy, the policies that they lay out are just coming uh, apart at the seams. And uh, I just wish they would stay on air 24-7. Yeah, I wish there was nothing you could see but folks like Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden and uh, everybody else on that stage Wednesday night arguing about how to take more and more of your money. I think it's a great idea. Let's play it around the clock. Joining us in the studio, we've got a special guest uh, who's going to stick with us uh, for a few minutes this morning. We've got Scott Allen. Um, Scott's a friend of mine. Went on a ministry uh, mission trip with him. So actually, it's more of a ministry. I, it wasn't a mission trip, but it was uh, a great trip. Scott leads a ministry called uh, True North Ministries. And uh, Scott uh, coaxed me in, in the past to uh, express an interest. He took me on a hike along the Appalachian Trail along with several other men. And we're going to talk about that a little bit after the break. Scott's going to be joining us. So I hope you all will stick around for that. Scott's uh, ministry is called True North. And it is a ministry where he encourages uh, men to be godly men. And uh, I think you'll be interested to hear what Scott has to say. Stick with us. He'll be joining us in the studio after the break. And we'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. This is Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't leave town. get a little crazy at times family children pets life it's hard to remember to protect that world when it doesn't stop spinning so let security vision of myrtle beach do it for you security vision delivers smart home security solutions that safeguard and smarten up your home with 24 7 monitoring for burglar fire and more call security vision today at 843-839-4238 or online at securityvisionmb.com securityvisionmb.com Crepe Creation Cafe in the Market Common is famous for its crepes. But now, they're more than crepes. They have steaks, chicken cordon bleu, salmon, and more. They have the best happy hour in town every night from 4 to 7. Crepe Creation Cafe, open at 8 a.m. every day for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and don't forget, happy hour. Enjoy delicious martinis and an exquisite menu. All the recipes are so unique, and all the ingredients are fresh. Crepe Creation Cafe on DeVille Street in the Market Common. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. 
Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the South Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the South Carolina Broadcasters Association at this station. To increase your property value while creating a beautiful functional space for your family to enjoy, now's the time to contact Palmetto Scapes Landscape Supply at 843-455-9049. They have you covered from fire pits, outdoor kitchens and grills, to fireplaces, brick pizza ovens, and landscape lighting. They also carry irrigation and drainage solutions, as well as decorative ground covers too. Stop by and talk with their knowledgeable staff and let them create your dream outdoor living space. They have several displays on site, plus a large inventory on site for those quick weekend projects. Palmettoscape's Landscape Supply will also refer you to a reputable contractor to ensure your complete satisfaction. Call Palmettoscape's Landscape Supply today at 843-455-9049 or visit them at 2819 Highway 17 South in North Myrtle Beach or online at palmettoscapeslandscapesupply.com. Hey, this is Caleb Wiggins with Palmettoscape's Landscape Supply. We'll see you around the yard. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 819 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for tuning us in. It is a wonderful day in the studio. We've got a special guest here, Scott Johnson, joining us. Uh, Scott's a uh, friend of mine and also leads a ministry called True North. Scott's with uh, The Rock Church. And uh, Scott coaxed me out on the Appalachian Trail a few months ago. Some of you may remember that. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Hey, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. Good to have you with us. So you lead a ministry, Scott, called True North, which I understand, if I misquote it, you correct me, but I understand it helps men sort of achieve what they're called to achieve. How how would you tell me about, tell us about True North. What is True North? Yeah, uh, so True North is one of the events uh, that we do. So the Corbin Collective is a ministry that I've been running for a few years now, which basically try to help Christian men mature and multiply their faith. And that's really what we do. Mm -hmm. True North is a a three-tiered event series. So what you went on, you actually you you jumped off the I, deep I, I end. I leapfrogged. You did. You yeah. you you went straight over the coastal event, which is a nice weekend at the beach. You know, it's a nice relaxing bocce ball. It's a great conversation. Uh, and then we we just got back from the mountain event up in Montreat, where it's a, a day hike. You know, at a nice life. But you, you know, you're the kind of guy that says, "Take me to the deep end." Take me to the deep end. And so you went with us on our expedition. Take you to church. Take you to church. So we went. You joined us on the expedition portion, which is a thirty mile. Uh, 4A, I guess you'd say, down the Appalachian Trail. That's a good word. Yes. For, that was, was it more like a saunter or a I, foray? Know, I have referred to it on social media as the uh, the, the, the Rattan Death, Bar- the, the Rattan Death <laughs> March Ministry. <laughs> Batan. Batan. Yes, no, the, Rattan. Yes. no, it's not Rattan. But it's Batan Death March. No, it was, it, was, uh, it was compelling. It was compelling. It was an episode in my life where I just felt, I felt I needed to do it, called to do it, yeah. and I, I read about it. You know, you you and I talked about it a few times. There had been numerous times I tried to go, and it just didn't work out 
to be there at that time didn't fit my schedule. But you said something about on the on the trip. You said something that you you started the True North Ministry because the modern church is not serving the needs of men. That was something I had. Yeah, ne- or not fully serving. That, it's, that, a con- it's a controversial statement. Yeah, it and, is. And it's one I live by, which is this. But it, but it, but it was one that I had never thought about. But sure. the minute you said it, it resonated with me, and I sort of knew intuitively that yeah, he's right. But yeah. what, do, what do you, what, is, what does that mean to you? So the statement, and I, I use this, and it, it catches people off guard. Yeah. Um, the Christian church is failing men, and in the same token, Christian men are failing the church. And being that I'm a part, I'm both a Christian professional, I've been in ministry for, you know, 20-some years, um, and I'm a man, mm-hmm. I own that. So it's kind of you can't pick up a coin without touching both sides. And so uh, looking around at what, you know, men's involvement in the Christian church and how the Christian church is advancing, you know, its cause and its message, and I feel like there's we're, we're missing a conversation that's not being had. And so I decided I need to do something about that. I can't pass the buck on that. And so that's that's True North was a, a derivative of that. How can how can I reach into my circle of influence, which is Christian men and yep. men who may be even far from Christ, and be able to take them and put them in an environment where we can speak truth and accelerate each other's faith? Yeah, and it, it, it's an absolutely um, exhilarating weekend. It, it it gets you in touch with. Um, where you need to grow spiritually. I speak from experience. It was a very, um, it was an intense experience, a lot of time for reflection. One of the great things I thought about afterwards, Scott didn't really appreciate going into it. The hiking yeah. gives you plenty of time to contemplate sure. where you are in life and, and think about things it that does. we uh, oftentimes don't take time to think about. So we're, we're so involved with being uh, human, human doings, but not human beings. And so part of the early church, part of the early church fathers is a, a actually a spiritual discipline that we've lost in our culture, which is um, that just menial tasks are a spiritual discipline. And so, you know, walking in itself is could be a spiritual task. And it just kind of gives you a chance for your brain. You know, men know this when you go fishing, when you're just kind of doing that repetitive task. Your, sure. your brain is free to think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you kind of go out there or maybe just sitting. There's a guy sitting in a deer stand right now who are just thinking. Um, just being somewhere where you can just engage your mind because your body's going to do what it needs to do. But all the while, uh, the hike is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if somebody wants to uh, engage in the True North experience, maybe not start with the uh, with the uh, full hike, full on hike. How, what's the best way to get in touch with True North or get in touch with you? Sure, the best way. So we have a website, CorbinCollective.com. That's C-O-R-B-A-N Collective.com. And there's actually videos on there. You can you can watch a video and shows you all three experiences. And you can actually we do a. a a recap video of every one of our experiences so a guy can go on and he can learn all he wants and register registration is going to open up for the 2020 events and uh, so that's coming up but that's the best place to get all your information that's for registration and you can actually i think you're in some of the videos yes oh my goodness i made yes. it into the video i must yes, be the, camp, I, the my, my 15 cameo. seconds yeah <laughs> it's uh i can speak from experience it was a wonderful it was a wonderful experience it helped me grow as a man as a father as a husband uh, as a Christian, and I, 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 I recommend it highly to any of you uh, men out there who uh, think you might benefit from the from the experience. Trust me, it is worth looking into. Interesting, uh, on sort of on the same topic, Scott. Not really, but just the general subject of raising boys to be men. And mm-hmm. I'd love you to stick around for a segment and let's sure. talk about some issues that are in the in the news. Um, the there's a school district in Pickens 
that was uh, forced to apologize. This is in the AP, uh, Pickens County School District, now apologizing because they had a series of events be called for, and they had broken the students up into, these were elementary and I think middle school perhaps age kids, broken them up by gender. By They had separated boys from the girls. They had different events for uh, the boys and different events for the girls, and some of the parents weren't happy about that. Our, it seems like we are moving in the direction, we clearly are moving in the direction where the gender distinctions in our world are being muddled. Yes. And in some cases are disappearing. And there's some yes. people who think if you wake up in the morning and you want to identify as a woman, that you should be able to do that. And we should all respect that identity. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't, I'm not drawing a conclusion there. I'm just right. saying that, that that's happening. And But isn't it fair to say, I'd be curious to hear your take on it, my my take is this there should be times there will be times if i send my son to school versus sending my daughter to school i fully expect there will be times that they will be treated differently not only will they be treated differently yes. there should be times yeah when they will be treated differently now discerning those moments is a judgment but i don't expect our school districts to treat every child exactly the same is that a, is that Am I, am I wrong? No, and I did – I saw that story last night. I saw it kind of pop up on the news feed, and, and I didn't read a lot into it, but I think what people were upset about was who they chose as the uh, role model for yeah. the two groups, and I think that was what was being called into question. Yeah. Um, for and me, I, and I, I kind of think that's what people were upset about, but I, I agree that um, I I want my I – have, I have a son and a daughter. Mm -hmm. In a way that I explain it, that now their personalities are developing, they're changing, but my son is Legos and my daughter's Play-Doh. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe their their life. You know, my son he builds stuff with Legos, and it needs to stay together. Like you don't take it apart. You know, yeah. uh, my daughter she's just she's you know it's everywhere. You know, and then you know so you have to be able to speak to them in a way that communicates. And and I think what they were trying to do was hey we we have information we want to deliver to these audiences, and we want to make sure we try to speak to them at a particular level. I don't think it came off at a particular – I don't think they achieved what they were looking for. Sure. But I think that there is a truth that you have to – and so that's what makes True North effective is that for me, I know that's my audience is men. And so I have to be able to speak directly and say things to men that need to be said that can't be said in mixed company. Well, it could be said in mixed company, but it would not be heard productively. It, it may be effective communication, but not productive communication. Certainly. Understood. And I agree. Uh, having been there, I, I know exactly. And it's one of those things. It is sometimes easier to communicate with men, I think, on certain topics and, in, and get men to be more honest, frankly. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, make no bones about it. We take guys out on Appalachian Trail. You could go hike the Ap Appalachian Trail anytime you want. But the reason we do that is to put men in an environment where, OK, everything's stripped away. You don't have to be someone who you were at home. Um and really, the the hike kind of puts men <laughs> in an order, you know. Mm -hmm. You kind of see where you are in the line when you're walking, and it kind of that kind of is, is a moment where men go, "Okay, here's where I am," <laughs> you know. Here's where I am in this mess. And so, yeah. But the beauty is when we all gather for for our meal times, for our breaks, we sit around and we can honestly have conversations, and it it is an optimal environment. I think there are times when parsing people away to optimal environment. I learned this from Jesus. Yeah. Jesus had um, many disciples, but he had concentric circles. He had three, Peter, James, and John. And those three guys were the closest to Jesus. They got to see three environments that no other disciple saw, raising a Jairus' daughter, the uh, transfiguration on the, transfig on, the, on the mountain, and the Garden of Gethsemane. 
and then there were the other nine, and then there were the um, the the seventy or the seventy two, and then the two hundred. And so there were environments, and there were moments when even Jesus spoke directly to even a small group, and even a smaller group, because he wanted to communicate very specific ideas, mm-hmm. and he knew he. Th- well, you have to know your audience. Sure. And so that's that's kind of how I look at that. Yeah. Well, it is it is a great ministry, and we thank you for uh, coming aboard to share uh, about it with our listeners. We encourage you guys to look up the Corbin Collective and True North. By the way, Scott's with the Rock Church, and uh, the Rock Church has a coffee ministry, so we love them yes. here yeah. at uh, Saturday Morning yeah. Coffee, and he actually brought us some coffee. Thanks so, for the coffee. Yeah, yeah. brought so, some, some fresh Ethiopian blend. Man, from, uh, yes. you're speaking our language. You're speaking our language. Thank you, Scott. Scott Johnson, True North. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. All righty, Janet. Let's tackle this to-do list. Place supermarket pickup order for cranberry sauce, candle holders, and cookies. I'll place your order. Oh, and Janet, remind me to send a thank you note to the Johnsons. Okay, I'll remind you. And if you could find me a totally brilliant family gift that makes everyone happy and saves me money, that'd be great. Searching for family gift that saves me money. Oh, I was kidding. (laughs) Okay, here's what I found. HTC can save you more when you bundle digital cable with high-speed internet. Get speeds of 100 megabits per second up to 1 gig, plus over 125 channels starting at $94.90 per month. Wow, 1 gig? I really don't know how I ever did the holidays without you, Janet. Me either. Visit htcinc.net or call 843-369-6822. Certain restrictions apply. One gig service available in select areas. See store for details. HTC, this is life. Connect with it. It's that time of year again. We're ready for our fourth annual Stuck in the Truck Food Drive. This is Nick Summers with the Liz Calloway Show. Join Liz and myself, new location and day. Walmart Neighborhood Store, Market Common, Wednesday the 27th, right before Thanksgiving. We'll stay in that truck until it is filled with non-perishable food items. All donations benefit the Low Country Food Bank. We'll be hanging out there all day doing our show live and taking donations from you. We'd like to thank Revolution Mortgage. South to Bottom Home Inspections, Evergreen Nursery and Landscaping, Conway Ford, Ori Electric, Southernscapes, Carolina Elevator Co-op, Mr. Sparky, Tide Lopper, Abuelos, and of course, Two Men in a Truck. Join us for the fourth annual Holiday Food Drive, the Liz Calloway Show, live on location. Walmart Neighborhood Store, Market Common, Wednesday the 27th. Connected and involved, we are committed to local events, people, and issues. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, only on... Talk 94.5. Hey, it's Tony Zach with Mr. Sparky. It's never too late to get your whole home generator installed, and here's a really big incentive to get you started. From now till the end of the year, when you install a Briggs & Stratton generator from Mr. Sparky, I'm adding a $200 gift card and a big surge suppressor for the whole system. It's a $700 value. Briggs & Stratton, the leader in home generators, and Mr. Sparky, your home generator experts. So call now or get online to get started. That's Mr. Sparky Myrtle Beach SC.com. Again, 
Mr. Sparky, MyrtleBeachSC.com. So here's that deal again. Good through December 31st. Install your whole home generator, and you'll get a $200 gift card and a big surge suppressor for the system. That's a $700 value. Only from Briggs and Stratton and Mr. Sparky. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Rise up. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for tuning in. It's 834 on your Saturday morning. Hope you have risen up this morning. Your Saturday is underway. Glenn, did you hear that guy? We got two full hours. Yeah, that, and, and, and it's almost over. It's the goes, pressure. The it pressure. Goes, it goes so fast. Oh, my goodness. The pressure. Two full hours. It does go fast. <laughs> yeah. It flies. Um. Thanks to Scott uh, Johnson for coming in, joining us in the studio. Scott with the Rock Church and uh, the True North Ministry that he leads that uh, takes men out on the Appalachian Trail and to other locations that I've participated in. Excellent ministry. Google Corbin Collective. You'll find more information about Scott and his True North Ministry. And also, if you're interested in the Rock Church, I encourage you to check those guys out. The church operates uh, a coffee ministry, as we mentioned. Uh, Scott brought in some coffee this morning. There's the uh, C3 Coffee Stores in uh, Conway at the Old Shoney's, if you know where that is, on 501, heading out uh, of Conway toward Ainer. On the left, there's the Old Shoney's location, which is now the C3 Coffee. Also a location in Carolina Forest, also on 501 near, near the college. And all and a soon-to-be-open location, Scott was sharing with us this morning, in, in Las Vegas. So a little bit of a hike to get to that one. But uh, sales from the uh, coffee at C3 Coffee uh, goes to support the missions of the church, uh, mission, mission work of the Rock Church. So I encourage you guys to support that with your, uh, with your dollars and get some great coffee. They grind it, uh, they roast it and grind it right there in the store. Mm-hmm. I did not know that until Scott told me this morning. That, of course, was our uh, community brewers segment here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We occasionally like to bring in uh, folks who are gr- brewing up better community on the Grand Strand. And of course, uh, Scott Johnson and C3 Coffee qualify. Uh, They are literally brewing up better community here on the Grand Strand. So stop by and join them uh, for a cup at uh, your favorite location of C3 Coffee, uh, both in 501 on Conway and soon to be in Las Vegas, but um, at the uh, uh, location on Carolina Forest or on uh, over on uh, 501 East Conway at the Old Shawnee's location. So I hope you'll support that. And if you know somebody who is a community brewer, would like to be on the show to talk about how they're making life better here for us uh, in the Grand Strand, let me know. Send me, uh, send me a text or shoot us uh, an email to uh, reeseboydsmc at gmail.com and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get them in the queue. Invite your listeners, invite us to invite you guys to call in. Join us on the call in line at 843-903-2945 if you have comments about uh, what we've been talking about today. Mostly about the impeachment. Before Scott was on, we were spending a lot of time talking about the impeachment because, frankly, it's a good time to take a break and sort of figure out where all this is headed. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, the brouhaha in uh, Pickens that was uh, reported by the AP about different events for boys and girls. And 
I didn't really drill down into the actual events. I just noted that it had become a source of concern. So I'm not you know, familiar with exactly what happened in the school district. And I'm not saying they were right or wrong. I don't know the facts, the specific facts. I just noted that it had become an issue. And I would say that generally, just as a general statement, not knowing the facts of what happened there, uh, as a child, as a, as a father with two children, there are times that, yes, I would expect the child to be treated somewhat differently uh, based on their gender because there are differences between boys and girls. And those are obvious, but there are many. And, and so how you determine uh, to use that judgment, of course, is key. Interesting piece uh, in Praise of Masculine Love by Trevor Loudon. I think you can find this at townhall.com. But he talks, frankly, about how we are doing a poorer and poorer job of training our young men to be men. And uh, that we probably, in the future, will pay a price for that as a society. And I think he's... He's on to something. I think he's right. And we were, uh, I was drawn to the true North story because one of the things Scott says is he's helping, he's helping equip, he's helping equip uh, Christian men to be the men that they are called to be. In the piece that uh, uh, Trevor uh, wrote, which is again, I think available, I think you can find, I think I got this at townhall.com. He says, to recover our culture. And again, he calls this in praise of masculine love. Not that there's anything wrong with feminine love. There's a place for, for both types, there was an interesting discussion that took place this week. Uh, Liz Calloway on her morning show was talking about the different energy that the various presidential candidates give off. And he was talking about the fact that, for instance, Kamala Harris gives a very masculine energy uh, when you see her in public, when you see her speak. And so it it takes all types to make the world go round. There's a, obviously a place for the nurturing feminine side of love. But there is also, without question, a place for the masculine side of love in society. And I feel sometimes that we are um, quashing that or attempting to, 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 to squelch that. And I think that's dangerous. Uh, Trevor Loudon's point in this piece uh, that he writes called In Praise of Masculine Love, he says, to recover our culture, we must restore our respect for masculinity and the masculine virtues. We must recognize that masculine love is what drives young men to defy tyrants to fight just wars, to explore space, to create businesses, to plant churches, and to build strong families. Not that women cannot do that. That's not what he's saying. That's not what I'm saying. So don't don't jump on that bandwagon. That's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is that the masculine impulse shares a large measure of responsibility in fostering those things, the spark to foster those things to happen. Not that women can't do it. They certainly can. Not saying that. Life without feminine love is sterile. This, again, back to Trevor's words, not mine. Life without feminine love is sterile, suppressive, harsh, and cold. Communist China, which so undervalues femininity that it has aborted tens of millions of baby girls under its one-child policy, is a case in point. Life without masculine love is, to borrow uh, from Hobbes, Poor, nasty, brutal, and short. Go to any inner city welfare slum where the fatherless families are the norm, and you'll see proof of that. Any family, church, or society that can properly properly honor the balance between feminine and masculine love is destined to grow and prosper. We need both aspects of this love to make us whole and holy. And I think that's his point that we're getting it out of sorts and we're losing our appreciation and our respect for the masculine side of love. And we're frankly emasculating a lot of our children 
that, uh, and I think we'll pay a price for that over the years if we continue on that path. Um, but uh, thanks again to uh, Scott for coming into the uh, studio. Hope you guys will check out the Corbin Collective online and join Scott in one of his uh, exciting uh, missional outings into the woods along the Appalachian Trail. Uh, a lot going on. The um, the uh, interesting uh, thing that I wanted to point out to you guys at some point today is uh, the social media front. Um, there is a disturbing trend. I noticed uh, this week there is a report. This is from uh, Lawyers Weekly, South Carolina publication. Boy 11, we have constantly tried to warn our children. I'm segueing here. I'm making a pivot on parenting. I'm going from boys to men to just the ills of parenting in the modern world and the challenges that we all face as parents as a result of social media. This uh, from the AP and Lawyers Weekly in South Carolina is the publication where I actually found it. Police in South Carolina say an 11-year-old boy took his brother's car and drove almost three hours to meet someone he met on Snapchat. Of course he did. Charleston police spokesman Charles Francis says the boy pulled up to an officer around 12.30 a.m. and said he was lost. Francis says the boy told the officer he was heading to Charleston from 200 miles away in Simpsonville to live with a man he met on Snapchat. But the tablet computer that he was carrying lost the GPS signal and the man's address uh, along with it, and he could not get it back because the Snapchat message had disappeared. Francis said in a statement the officer called the boy's father, who was in the process of reporting him missing when he called. Francis said the tablet computer is being analyzed as the investigation uh, continues. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is just one example of the dangers of Snapchat. Mm. Um, My daughter has repeatedly asked for Snapchat. We have repeatedly refused. I have a 13-year-old. I have an 11-year-old. And the very idea that my 11-year-old would get in the car and drive three hours to meet somebody on that he met on Snapchat is absolutely terrifying. I would hope that he is smarter than that, but you cannot make that assumption. And one of the things that I noticed as our children uh, moved from single digits into double digits, running carpool, there was an increasing tension in the car. There is an incredible pressure on our young people to be wired, to be connected. My daughter was nine, and all of a sudden, kids in the car are getting iPhones, and they have iPods and iPads, and they're wired, and they're going to school, and everybody's staring at a screen. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what is going on here? And I understand there is a desire to give your child the things that they think they need. We all feel that urge as parents, but I'm encouraging everybody to take a moment, step back, look at your child's use of technology, and never forget realize, understand, and appreciate that there is incredible danger in the technology that we are transferring, most of us, en masse, without restriction, without a great deal of supervision, many of us, not all of us, some of us, to our children. And one of the things that I noticed last week, uh, CDC, this was reported by BTW locally, CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, have issued, has issued a study which says in recent years, the suicide rates among young people are starkly rising. Hmm. This particular study says that suicide among uh, young people aged 10 to 24 is up 56%, 56% over the the time period analyzed in the study, which 
starts in uh, 2000, and I think the most recent data is up to uh, 2017. But it is incredible how our young people are struggling, and it is a crisis that this country faces. And there have been local uh, suicides locally in our local Georgetown and uh, Ory County School District. So this is a serious issue, folks, and we all need to be paying attention to it. Um, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, these technology titans, they didn't allow their kids to have technology until they were 14 or 15. Uh, Steve Jobs did not let his kids have an iPad. So be cognizant of that. Don't just give your kids this stuff without supervising them. This stuff is dangerous. So stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. Don't leave town. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. If you're ready, really ready to get back on a bicycle, then let's take it seriously. Hi, it's Mike from Beach Bike Shop in downtown Myrtle Beach. Sure, you can get a bike at a big box store. Just don't expect much. If you want to fully experience how much fun cycling will be, then let us show you what we do. Great bike riding starts with the right bike for you. It's adjusted right, it's sized right, and it's fully maintained the right way. And yes, you can. Take it for a test ride. Of course you can. At Beach Bike Shop, we carry the best names around like Specialized, Santa Cruz, Haro, Beria, and others. From super comfy beach cruisers to serious road and mountain bikes, all we do are bikes. And yes, we do. We'll fix up your bike too. Is there anything more fun than a shiny new bike? I don't think so. On Broadway at Highway 501, Beach Bike Shop, you're invited. This is Mike at Beach Bike Shop, and we'll see you soon. You've probably heard a lot about CBD. But have you heard about your CBD store? The one company taking the lead in providing the highest quality CBD nationwide. Your CBD stores in Myrtle's Inlet, Surfside, Conway, and Myrtle Beach have amazing staffs committed to creating a comfortable environment so you get all your questions answered and you find the relief you need. They have training from a Ph.D. in analytical chemistry and are in direct communication with health leaders across their network of 400-plus stores. They're your source for quality products and education, and they prove so. They have extensive third-party laboratory testing that ensures what is listed on their products is indeed in their products. Your CBD store, the largest CBD retailer in the country, with the highest quality products in the industry. Now in Myrtle Beach, Surfside, Conway, and Merle's Inlet. Your CBD store, where good health hits home. Hi, this is Amy. We are Applewood House of Pancakes. Hi, guys. It's Lacey from Applewood House of Pancakes. What I love best about Applewood is how our staff likes to cater to our customers and make sure that our customers are happy. Service is one of the key points that we look at. As of right now, we do have our pumpkin pancakes back in stock for season, which is great. We do an excellent breakfast bar. Everybody actually enjoys a breakfast bar when they come in. It includes a little bit of everything on our breakfast menu. Bacon, sausage, scrambled eggs, peach cobbler or bread pudding, biscuits, egg strudel, sausage gravy, corn beef hash a lot of southern favorites on there it has an omelet station where you can create your own and it also comes with a table loaded with fresh fruit yogurt pastries and again my name is Lacey, and we look forward to seeing you stopping in at applewood applewood is located 14361 ocean highway at litchfield beach we're directly across from the hanser house restaurant our hours are 6 30 to 2 30 seven days a week this is amy and i hope you'll come join us at applewood house of pancakes and be a part of our family 
Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. We can never know about the days to come, but we think about them. Welcome back. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, the second cup hour rolling to a close. Anticipation. Been anticipating this moment all morning. Anticipation. That must mean it's time for our socialism update. What we have to look forward to. Things we have to look forward to when the socialists inevitably take over. We've all read our Karl Marx. We know that socialism is inevitable. Certainly, if you listen to the Democrats on the campaign trail, you know it's inevitable. Things we have to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen, when the socialists inevitably take over. We've talked about hunger, losing weight, losing weight in Venezuela. A lot of weight being lost in Venezuela because people are going hungry. We talked about uh, organ harvesting in China. Folks being uh, political prisoners, being eliminated, eliminated from breathing air, now pushing up daisies so that the Chinese Communist Party could have their organs because they are political dissenters. Just two examples of things we have to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen, when the socialists inevitably take over. Another example today, today's segment, uh, now coming to light that the uh, Chinese, uh, the Chaikoms, the Chinese Communists, Helping the Hong Kong police to infiltrate various social media networks. Uh, there's a real, there's a real uh, danger, folks. Um, you know, the police don't have to invest, uh, don't have to arrest everybody on the um, on the street when there's a demonstration. If the police can go back to headquarters, hack into or tap into with the cooperation of big data tap into services used by protesters. Turns out that the protesters in Hong Kong, the democracy protesters, pro-democracy protesters, are using the app, The um, it's a Russian app, interestingly enough, Telegram, to coordinate their efforts, uh, coordinate meeting times, meeting locations, protest events, that sort of thing. And turns out that the Hong Kong authorities are have made various efforts uh, above board, under board, to hack into or otherwise gain access to the Telegram network. That's a messaging app which uh, generally advertises itself to be uh, cryptographically secure. That means your messages are encrypted and that uh, what you say on Telegram is supposed to be safe as between and known only to you and the intended recipient. So uh, it appears now that the Chinese are going to great lengths to undermine the security of Telegram, trying to hack the system. And uh, there's a report here that I found online. It's uh, actually um, various uh, uh, cyber intelligence uh, experts talking about how 
the Chinese are uh, attempting to uh, hack into the app and obtain the names of everybody who is exchanging messages on the system that they deem to be related to the protest movement. And if so, they're presumably going to use that information to track those people down, arrest them, detain them, and end the protest. Why would you bother to arrest everybody at a protest in public view of the cameras if you can hack into the Facebook app or hack into Telegram, get a list pre-printed up, ready to be downloaded into Excel, where all your political dissidents are itemized by name and various other (laughs) personal information, including address, phone number, that social media maintains on us all. Why would you work hard to go arrest everybody in public when that's not necessary? So more things you guys have to look forward to when the socialists inevitably take over is the either forthcoming domination of social media by the government or the outright cooperation. Sometimes I think it's going to be the outright cooperation. Google has not laid a framework for defending liberty in China. They don't have a good record. So if they don't have a good record in China, why do they? Th- why do we think Google's going to be a, fa- a force for democracy uh, in the United States? Frankly, they're not a force for democracy today. And the interesting problem that we all face, folks, is the Constitution, the bulwark that the bulwark that has protected our freedom for these two hundred and fifty odd years, is designed to protect us from the government. The Constitution does not mention Google. The Constitution does not mention Facebook. The Founding Fathers obviously had no concept uh, of anything like a Facebook or a Google. And so our legal framework is not well suited uh, to protect us from the evils of data, big data. And it, frankly, is a great concern that I have. I think that there is the argument certainly to be made, and I don't even think it's much to be argued, that the age of privacy is over. If you use Google, if you use Facebook, you are not private. You have no privacy. Your personal information, they may not advertise it as being available, but it can be gotten. Um, And so it's the same thing that we all have experienced. You know, you're online, you're looking for something, and the next thing, your Facebook feed is littered with Uh, things that you've uh, glanced at, looked at, whatever the case may be. But the whole notion of privacy in the modern world is is in retreat. And so we've got to be aware of that, and we've got to uh, watch carefully the convergence of big data and um, government, and in many cases suppressive governments, is uh, is a great concern, and it is a dire uh, threat in the medium and long term to our civil liberties. And we're going to have to figure out ways to confront that, deal with that, and protect freedom in the face of that threat. And the Constitution, frankly, is not designed really to do that. And we're going to have to make those adjustments as we go. But it's got to be done. Interestingly enough, there's something we'll get to next week. I want to talk to you guys about No Safe Spaces. It's a movie that's coming out talking about the decline of free speech on our campuses. Interestingly enough, socialism is alive and well. It's alive and well on our college campuses, and it's alive and well on the Democratic campaign trail. Otherwise, it's, in, it's either on the ash heap of history or it's on the way out. But uh, it's, uh, there's an interesting movie that's been made that I don't think is coming to the area yet. But I would encourage you guys to call, the local, call your local theaters 
and encourage them to have a screening of no safe spaces. There are various individuals on both sides of the aisle, frankly, Adam Carolla, Dennis Prager, Van Jones, Cornell West, Ben Shapiro, that are involved in this movie, which talks about the utter decline of free speech on our college campuses. And I encourage you guys to contact your local theaters. Go to uh, uh, nosafespaces.com. You can express your interest, and uh, and we'll talk more about the challenges to freedom of speech on our college campuses. It's ironic to me that in Hong Kong we have college kids fighting for democracy, and in America we have college kids who are lapping up the doctrines of academia and are expressing and polling increasing sympathy towards socialist uh, enterprises and socialist governments. And it's uh, really astonishing. They don't seem to see the kids in Hong Kong that are being killed uh, right in front of their eyes. And that's uh, discouraging. I want to remind everybody that it's Thanksgiving. We are so thankful for you guys, our listeners. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you every Saturday morning. We thank you for um, uh, 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 tuning in every week. We have so much to be thankful for in this country. And uh, we thank you all for making us a part of your Saturday mornings. We hope that you find the time enlightening and, uh, in, and that it's enriching your Saturdays. We uh, ask you to be thankful this week. Remind, remind us all, Father, of the many things uh, that we have to be thankful for in this country. And let us not take one moment of our freedom for granted, but let us be prepared always uh, to answer for the hope within us and to defend our freedom. Let me leave you with these words, my favorite words of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He We'll direct your paths. You guys have a great week. Be blessed. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week.